0: From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Do you know your rest and heart rate? Do you know how to calculate it? What it should be? How about ways to decrease it? That's what we're talking about today on Things You Should Know. Stick around. Here at Things You Should Know Podcast, our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users or How much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day, such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening. Information empowers. And the more information you have, the better decision you can make. And ultimately, your quality of life is based on the decisions you make. So thanks for joining the discussion and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of Things You Should Know. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, New Greets, Things You Should Know, and I'm your host, Kelly. And as always, it's my pleasure to welcome you into the podcast. Today is a Friday. We're in the middle of July. It's hot. A lot of folks are out and about, and I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, As a Friday, I'm looking forward to a great weekend. Hope you guys have a relaxing weekend, uh, a good weekend as well. And I hope you're at the end of a very productive week. Uh, What we're going to talk about today has to do with your health this is going to be logged under our health and wellness series, and we're going to tell you how to, you know, calculate your resting heart rate, what it is, you know, um, what is considered low, what's considered high, uh, what should be an alarm to go see your doctor, and more importantly, we're going to talk to you about how to lower your resting heart rate if it is high. So as we do on this channel, we want to empower you, give you information that can help you. And of course, your body, your vessel is the only one we get. So we're all about taking care of it here at Things You Should Know. So that's what we're talking about today. Before we get started, I do want to welcome aboard any first time listeners. Thank you guys for finding us and for hanging out with us today. You've got a little bit of catching up to do. There's quite an archive of podcasts some really good ones, if I may say so myself, that uh, this weekend may be a great time to go and do some binge podcast listening. Those of you who have been listening and supporting the podcast since day one. Thank you guys so very much. Thank you for coming back weekend and week out uh, to listen and to support and even provide feedback on our Facebook page. As well as share our content. It's probably one of the more important things, guys, if I had to make a request or an additional call for action, please continue to like and share and comment on our social media posts on our Facebook page and on our Facebook group. But most importantly, if you don't mind, please at least once a week share our content with someone, you know, a family member, a loved one, an associate, co-worker, you know, anyone. Just a regular old friend. Uh, we've got a, a, an array of content areas. Today we're talking health and wellness, but we've talked about relationships. We've talked about, you know, some academic or educational type of uh, podcast we provided. It's, it's all across the board. It's information that's empowering things that obviously we feel you should know. We feel you need to know in order to be uh, at your top, top, top of your game. Okay, this is the one podcast that you can get smarter just by listening. So hopefully you subscribe. If you've not done that, please go ahead and do that. Subscribe to the channel and uh, thank you in advance. So let's start rocking and rolling. Uh, Resting heart rate. We do have about actually I've got about three or four articles this week or today talking about our heart rate what it is, how it varies among different ages. A key chart that I think we all should know are target heart rates by age. Target heart rates by age. So what does that mean? Why is that important? Since Apple Watch has introduced the heart monitoring uh, mechanism on their devices, Uh, so many stories have come out about people being alerted by the device that their heart rate uh, is high and they need to seek medical attention. Save has, has saved many lives really has. It would, it would seem to me though that if your heart rate was very high, it would create some level of palpitation and you would feel uncomfortable enough to want to do it yourself. But, uh, You're not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. And maybe you think it's gas or indigestion or something. And you kind of sit and wait to see what's going to happen. And maybe you wait too long. And that's happened Uh, with the um, Apple watches and the like with this heart rate monitor. It can tell you what your heart rate is at any given time. As a matter of fact, right before we came on, I clicked my watch and I'm doing it again now to check my resting heart rate. Now, why resting? Resting is an indication that you're not really doing anything. Okay, so if I check my heart rate while I was working out, it wouldn't be considered a resting heart rate. If I'm running, if I'm biking, uh, P90X or whatever. So before I started the podcast, it was about 80 beats per minute. And right now, as I look at it it dropped down to about 76, 77. And of course it changes right now. I'm talking to you. My heart rate's going up. I'm moving my arms and whatever else. And so it kind of fluctuates. But the first thing I want to tell you, uh, first bit of information I want to give you is what it should and shouldn't be. Okay. What it should and shouldn't be. So let's start off at the beginning. Let's make sure we're all on the same footing. How do I get my heart rate in the target zone. And I'm going to tell you what that target zone is in a minute. What is a resting heart rate? Here's a good definition. Your resting heart rate is the number of times, it's very simple, number of times that your heart beats per minute when you're at rest. Again, that's the key, when you're at rest, because these are different schematics. If, for example, you're trying to lose weight and you're working out, you would like for your heart rate to be at a different level. And there's a scale for that. Because let's say, for example, if you want to lose weight and you're out walking and you're talking on your cell phone, you're not really keeping up a good pace and your heart rate is below a certain beats per minute, you're not maximizing your exercise. You're just kind of out walking. But if you keep your heart rate above a certain beat per minute, then that kicks into a fat burning area where you can, you know, maximize your, your walking, your exercise effort. We're not going to talk about that today, but I'm trying to get you to understand the difference between the resting and anything else. All right. So again, it's the beats per minute, a good time to check your resting heart rate is in the morning after you have slept. Maybe you just wake up. You're just about to get out of bed. You can check your resting heart rate then. Many of us do have these devices on our arms these days. That'll be the quickest and the easiest. But is it the most accurate? It's pretty accurate. It's, it's pretty accurate. I think if you want to check over a course of um, a few days, you know, do it a few times just to see. I'm not sure what your device is. But if you want to go old school, just get your regular watch. Hold, you know, just like you would if you were going to get a physical, go to the doctor. You know, take your pulse and that'll tell you your resting heart rate. Um, Is the resting heart rate different by age? Yes, it is. It is. Uh, For most adults, though, between the uh, 60 and 100 beats per minute is normal for most adults. And we're going to go over the entire uh, scale here in just a minute. Now, the rate, obviously, let's qualify this. It can be affected by a number of things. What would affect your heart rate? Anxiety, stress, depression, hormones. If you're taking some sort of medication, if you're physically active or not. Your weight, your weight, you know, your body mass, um, an athlete or a more active person may have a resting heart rate as low as 40 beats per minute or a swimmer. I never forget uh, several years ago, I went to the doctor to get a physicals. I do every year and I encourage you to do the same thing. I'm in the doctor's office and the doctor says, um, man, your, your heart rate is really, you know, really great. I said, oh, OK, thanks. I didn't really know what that meant outside of the fact that it was positive, not negative. He said, are you a swimmer? I said, no, uh, no, no, no. I mean, I can swim, but I'm not a swimmer. He says, usually when I see people's heart rates just slow, uh, they're, they're a swimmer. You know, someone is used to holding their, holding their breath for an extended period of time and keeping their heart rate slow. Uh, when it comes to resting heart rate, it's true. Lower is better. What that usually means is that your heart muscle is in better condition and it doesn't have to work as hard to maintain a steady beat. So lower is better. It's kind of like with your cholesterol numbers and your blood pressure numbers and your actual physical weight. Lower is better. Okay. studies have found that a higher resting heart rate is linked with lower physical fitness. Number one and higher blood pressure. Number two and three, body weight. I know, I know, but we got to talk this stuff through. We want to be healthy and we want to be around as long as possible. One of the things I want to talk about before I go further into this. Okay, so this is going to be in our health and wellness series here on the podcast and I go back periodically and I look and see the number of downloads we've had. I like to see where you guys uh, are paying more attention to and quite honestly. Some of our more popular downloads have to do with tech and different things that can help you when your email gets hacked or how you find your IP address. Um, I think probably the most popular uh, podcast that we've had so far for download, it was our top 10 questions and answers for an interview. I mean, far beyond you guys have liked that. But as a series, I've noticed that you're paying a lot of attention to some of the health and wellness things that we're we're talking about here on the podcast. So I want to bring you more of it because it appears that you like that. For example, um, benefits of deep breathing. You guys have really downloaded that to a great degree. Uh, Pranayama, which is part of, you know, uh, a Sanskrit way of talking about breathing and yoga. And you guys listen to the podcast, know that I'm a big yogi head. Uh, So when it comes to health and wellness, uh, it looks like you all are, tune in to that, and I want to be able to continue to bring to you the things that you like to hear here on the podcast. So I'm using the numbers, you know, the I'm, the numbers are talking to me. I want to make sure that I'm bringing to you things that uh, you are going to want to listen to, and according to the numbers, you want to hear more about health and wellness and ways to stay healthy, and, and that's great. That's absolutely wonderful because I'm into it, you're into it, and uh, I'm going to bring you as much information as I can to help you. As much as much as I can Obviously the work is going to be up to you But the information I can help you with So anyway I just want to insert that to let you know Sort of the science behind how we decide Which podcast we're going to do We're just not pulling stuff out of the air Okay You hear me talking about uh, Google Trends In this case we just look at the trends That are on the podcast numbers already And we can tell every single time We talk about uh, Some sort of health and wellness piece we get into uh trying to help you breathe better, uh, understand your cholesterol, understand what's good cholesterol, the difference even between vegan and vegetarian. You guys were very interested in that podcast. So, this is sort of in that same line. Today, we're going to help you understand this resting heart rate thing. We're going to get it figured out so that you're your healthiest at all times. If you're able to listen to this, this is not too late. Meaning, you're still alive. So, if you're in what you would consider great condition, physical condition, or if you're in what you consider some condition that you would obviously like to see change, this information can help you do that. You got to start somewhere. So, don't get down on yourself. Just take this and add it to the things that you now know and build on it and let's move in the right direction. All right. So, that's my pep talk for you this week. Now, back to this show. Here's what you want to know know the numbers. This is very important. And you don't have to write it down. I'm going to put it on our Facebook page. It's going to be there. But here are the maximum and the target heart rates by age. This is according to heart.org. I also have some information to cross reference at WebND, as well as uh, a really nice article written off of Medium. And we're also going to be looking at um, HackensackMeridianHealth.org. Um, we, we did some research here. You know, we, d- we went to a couple different places just to see who was saying what and if it was consistent. All right. So here we go. The figures are averages. Uh, so let's use this as a general guide. This is not locked in science. Obviously, the best information should be coming between the conversations you're having with your doctor, with your physician. OK, uh, but let's start at 20 years old, 20 years old. The target range is 100 to 170 beats per minute. Average maximum is 20 beats, uh, 200 beats per minute. So in other words, you shouldn't, as a 20-year-old, go over 200 beats per minute. That's that's really a lot. I got to think about that when I was in my 20s where I was like exercising. But I know when I was in my 30s and I was doing P90X, sometimes I would get up to 160s, and that was heavy for me. Uh, man, 200s, you got to be – I don't know. I played sports my whole life. I, I obviously haven't didn't have an Apple Watch when I was in high school or college. But I remember being pretty, you know, winded and and pretty into the exercise or football game or baseball game or whatever. I don't know if my heart rate ever got 200 beats per minute. That seems like a lot. Let's jump all the way to 70 years old. What are the target ranges? 75 to 128 beats per minute. What's the average maximum? 150 beats per minute. So as a 70 year old, that is to say, if your heart rate gets over 150 beats per per minute and it stays there, that should be a warning sign. Should be a warning sign. That should be a sign that says, Hey, uh, something's going on here. Let me seek out my physician. You could be having a cardiac event. Uh, let's jump right back in the middle and see what it says. If we are 45 years old, 45 to 50, which is that's my group, uh, 88 to 149 beats per minute is for a 45 year old. Shouldn't exceed 175. That's the average maximum. For 50 it's about the same, 85 to 145 beats per minute and shouldn't exceed 170 beats per minute. Right now, my resting heart rate is in the high 70s, so I'm a little under the target range for my age group, uh, but that's cool. As we said, lower is better. So that should give you some information on what the targets are. You can go through here because we listed from 20 all the way to 70 on this particular chart. And it goes by fives. Well, actually, it doesn't. When it hits 30s, it goes to five. So it goes 20s, 30s and then 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. But I don't want to go through every one of them. You can go to the article and take a look for yourself. Now, we talked already, how do I find my pulse or my heart rate? I told you, you can use your Apple Watch. You can use your device if it's doing it. Just do it a few times to see how accurate it is. Don't do it the first time. You know, you just went upstairs to grab your watch and sit down and do your resting heart rate. Well, of course, you just went upstairs. It's not going to be, you know, where it needs to be, you know, exactly right then. Uh, But take it at least three times. That's what I did. I tested it. I did it at least three times to see where it averaged out, and I take the average. Or you can go old school, and you can take your pulse. That is to put your thumbs on the inside of your wrist, use your watch and how many of beats that you count within uh, 30 seconds, multiply it by two. So let's say, for example, you get uh, 40 beats within 30 seconds times two. That's 80. So you have 80 beats per minute. You use your thumb to count the beats. You use your old school watch. You start at 12. Wait till the hand gets down on the 30. And then you, you know, you just you just add simple math. Now, what to do? What to do if my heart rate is too high or too low? What should I do? Well, if your heart rate is too high, that means you're straining. That means you're straining. And that's why we're talking about this today. We're going to be talking about ways to get your heart rate down. Uh, If your heart rate is too low, uh, that means you may be feeling lightheaded or, um, you know, when you like been down to get up, uh, you may feel dizzy. And you may need to get that looked at if it's extremely low, because a very low heart rate would indicate that your blood's not circulating enough through your body to where uh you're getting enough blood in certain extremities. Okay? Now, while lower is better, very low is not very good. Okay, let's say for example, uh my resting heart rate range was I think it was eighty five to one uh, let me jump back up here. 85 to 145. Okay, 85. Well, if my resting heart rate is at 81 or 79 or 75, lower is better in that case. But what if it was 45 or 50? Well, that's that's a big difference. That's really low. Like you're going to pass out if you've been down, tie your shoes, stand back up. That 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 could be a problem. Just like some people have high blood pressure. Some people have low blood pressure and you want to make sure that you've got you know your heart's beating well enough to circulate the blood and the oxygen throughout your entire vessel. OK, again, this is a conversation that should generate. Uh, well, this information should generate a conversation between you and your physician. If it's too high, if it's too low in the interim, I'm going to give you some ways to lower your heart rate. If it's too high, I'm going to give you some things to think about. So let's jump over to WebMD and let's see what they have to say. Okay. Uh, Let's see what they have to say. Now, as you can imagine, WebMD is going to give you some information as it relates to surgical procedures and things like that. Uh, So I'm going to post this article on our Facebook page, but I'm going to talk to you about some practical ways to lower your heart rate. So number one is to exercise. According to WebMD and a few other articles that we reviewed, physical activity strengthens your heart. Your heart is a muscle, just like if you were lifting weights, bench bench pressing, or doing squats or whatever is most popular on TikTok and YouTube now. Your heart's a muscle, so the more you exercise, the stronger it will get. It uh, the exercise trains your heart to be more efficient, so it doesn't work as hard. When you're at rest so you want to I heard um, I can't remember who it was. It's an NFL athlete. I think it probably was Cam Newton or someone that says um, and of course, he's not a doctor, but he's a professional athlete. He says you should get 30 minutes of sweat every day. Like you should break a sweat every day. You should do something that causes you to break a sweat every day. And and I think that is true. I think you should exert yourself to break a sweat at least once a day, every day to Ramp your heart rate up, number one, just to get the activity in. But number two, just to check the check, check the pressure, check everything, make sure everything's good. And if your heart's used to going up, then it won't be any surprises. So imagine if your heart uh, was used to beating very low all the time and then all of a sudden you had to exert yourself. You had to run or you had to do something. Your heart's not used to beating very fast. It's going to feel funny or you may have some problems if it needs to do that. It It may not do it. So exercise is important. Some of the exercises that are good to keep your heart rate up are walking. But again, you got to do it with some fervor. I'm not talking about, you know, I'm I'm headed from Belts to uh, to Sears. I'm talking about uh, the the seniors that you see in the mall before the store is opening. Uh, well, in, in my day when I used to work at a mall years ago, these seniors used to come to the mall. They, would, they That's where you got the term mall walkers because instead of them walking around outside in neighborhoods in places that could be either unsafe or it could be weather um, prohibitive, they would come to the mall. And the malls were large. And so they would just walk around the mall and they were called mall walkers. But I mean, they were they were getting it. They were not lollygagging at all. It was almost it was just a step below running. I mean, they were they were going. So why? Because they're getting their heart rate up. Another good exercise is bicycling or a yoga class. Now, you guys know how much I love yoga, and I'm going to tell you, a lot of people don't understand yoga, and they think it's just holding poses, but if you want, I'm telling you, I've done P90X, I've done the cardio, I've done the uh, you know, the, the weightlifting, and I was an uh, athlete in my day, so I've done a lot of different exercises, and I still walk today, and I love to swim and hike and stuff like that, but my favorite is yoga, and people don't think that you can get a really good workout with yoga, but that's because you've never done it. That's because you've never done it. You can tone. You can strengthen. You can really get the body you want. I'm going to tell you some of the toughest exercises I've done uh, that I didn't think were very tough when I first started. Number one is yoga. And number two is Pilates. So if you're a bench pressing guy and a gym girl and, you know, a, a runner and that kind of stuff, and you think things like Pilates and yoga cannot be uh, core strengthening and just strengthening overall. You, you you don't know what Pilates and yoga is because I'm telling you those are tough. They're tough. Now, can you do an asana or some sort of you know um, uh, yoga that's a li- little bit more? Subdue. Yes, you can. But you also can ramp it up. Holding poses, body weight exercises are very good for you. And that's where, where I am in, in my life at this point, because I don't want to put a whole lot of pressure on my joints. Uh, therefore, I don't bike as much as I used to. I don't lift as many weights because I see seniors all the time. They have arthritis. They got all these different things going on with their joints. And it's because you're putting too much pressure on your joints. But you can do something like a yoga that can really, from your body weight, not, okay, let, 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 me, let me just say it this way. If you're not in an area of your life where you feel like you are overweight, okay? Body weight exercises are excellent for you, with one exception. If you're extremely overweight, then obviously you're going to have to take care of that first. I don't see you having a very good experience on a yoga mat if you're extremely overweight. It's just the truth of it. So you got to do something else first, which is lose the weight. Can yoga be part of it? Of course it can. Of course it can. But your primary thing has got to be to be able to lose the weight. So if I was extremely overweight, obese, I would start walking. I would start doing things that are going to get the weight off first. And then I would incorporate the strengthening uh, by yoga and Pilates and different things like that. Now, if you are older, you know, 70s and up, uh, Tai Chi, King Jong different types of Asian uh, uh, exercise to focus your energy are great things to do as well. And it's all meditative and it's, it's it's such a wonderful, wonderful way to keep your body in shape, but also in just bring together body, mind, soul, and allow you to really perform at your highest level to really perform at your highest level. Now, if you're a smoker, then Do I even need to say it? Smoking causes your arteries and veins to get smaller. Smoking causes your arteries and veins to get smaller. And what does this lead to? Well, imagine if you were trying to squeeze 20 gallons of water through, I don't know, 20 gallon pipe. Flow pretty good, right? Now, squeeze that same 20 gallons through 10 gallon pipe. It's not only going to flow faster, but man, it comes on the other end. It's going to be like really sharp. Like it, this is what's called high pressure. So if it's in your body, it's called high blood pressure. It's called your heart beating faster. It's called a high heart rate. If your veins are shrinking, but it's trying to get the same amount of fluid through it. it and if it's pumping, it's hard. It's going to pump harder. It's going to push faster. High blood pressure. That's where it comes from. Well, one part of it, one part of it. Getting rid of the tobacco can obviously help you to uh, get your heart rate to where it needs to be. OK. All right. What else do we have? Relax. This one is easier said than done. Uh, obviously, stress can have an effect on us, on our heart rates. Uh, if we're uh, visualizing things in the future that we are uh, disturbed about, obviously, things that have not happened yet. We Your, your subconscious doesn't know that. Your body doesn't know that. So it's responding to it now as if it has actually happened. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um way to communicate and it is through text so we'd love to hear from you guys so please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode we'd love to know what your thoughts are and then lastly please go into our digital store we've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast there are ways for you to download these worksheets and ebooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. We got to learn ways to relax. And one of the best things that you can do to keep your heart rate down and keep your mind at ease. I know the old timers know this. You know where I'm going. It's meditation. It's meditation. Meditation can help you keep lower stress levels lower stress levels equal less anxiety less um, pressure on your vessel Um, only good things and long term this can affect your heart rate it can bring your heart rate down i'm not supposing to you that you get really terrible news today and somehow you're going to be able to meditate and deal with that better if today's your first day meditating and um you know, you're going to deal with stuff the way you've always dealt with it. But this is a gradual process. Uh, Try your best to understand, go back through some of the podcasts where we talked about yoga, meditation, deep breathing, things like that to help you understand those practices. I'll bring more of it to you as well. But meditation uh, is something I incorporated in my life over 10 years ago. And I absolutely do it every day. And I swear by it. And I would recommend it to to anyone, to anyone. No one thing is a, a fix all. But you've got to incorporate practices into your life that can help you. And what works for me may not work for you. The way I meditate and the way I do yoga and the way that I, you know, my morning and night routines maybe doesn't fit you. But you can take those same practices and do it a different way and it'll fit. It'll fit you. It'll fit you. Uh, Here's the only thing that I don't agree with this article. It says eat more fish. Uh, A healthy diet is a cornerstone of heart health. And here's what they're offering you. They're saying in addition to fruits and vegetables, which I support, um, they're both rich in vitamins and minerals. You can add fish to your menu. Eating it regularly can help you lower your heart rate. They're saying as opposed to these other meats. okay, as opposed to red meat, pork and stuff like that, which is going to make it go up. I suppose Uh, eating fish is somewhat healthier than eating pork and other red meats and chicken and stuff like that. But I'm plant-based. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that having anything in your vessel other than something that's filled with life, chlorophyll, energy is going to do your body well. I was listening to something today. I wish I knew the guy's name so I could give him credit, but he's a Rastafarian and he was talking about, uh, being one with nature. And being true to yourself, living uh, away from the ego, ego being a false sense of who you believe yourself to be, putting a lot of pressure on yourself. And you're not really able to display and walk in and live in your true passion. And that really creates a lot of stress around uh, people in general, because we're all playing follow the leader, according to him. And I agree. And we're not all meant to do what everybody else does. But when you live in a society where uh, everybody seems to be great and happy and rich on social media puts pressure on other people because obviously they must be doing something right I'm doing something wrong when none of that stuff is really true and to be able to connect with nature and understand the true self as opposed to the ego which sounds like another podcast and it will be to be able to do that takes a lot of pressure off of you. Okay it takes a lot of pressure off of you, and he was talking about the nurturing uh, uh, his body feels when he's in nature and when he's eating natural foods okay uh, to him, uh, people are aggressive because they eat meat and they take on the characteristics of animal. Uh, you do know that anything you eat you take on the harmonic or uh, the atomic structure of that substance i mean where do you where do you think it's going? It becomes you. If you eat a banana, the banana becomes you. If you eat a pig, the pig becomes you. To the atomic structure, it becomes you. That's why uh, people have high cholesterol, problems with their cholesterol, problems with blood pressure, so many other problems because you're putting dead things into your, into your body, and then your body is not functioning correctly. And according to this gentleman, he talked about uh, the love he has for the food as he's raising the food. He he equated it to raising children to be able to be one with the food and to be able to talk to the food and the food uh, uh, brings some energy. Uh, We're going to do a podcast on that because uh, there's a lot to say about how intelligent vegetable life is and how intelligent water is, how much your body is made of water. And there's been study after study that uh, has shown people actually talking to their food, talking to water, uh, saying good things to it and certain, you know, atomic uh, things happen at a molecular uh, level and then saying bad things to it. Certain things crystallize and happen at a molecular level, things that we can't see, but things that we take for granted because we don't know. We don't know that we can talk to the water before we put it into our vessel and program it and put intention into it. And when it goes into our body, which is 70 to 75 percent water as it is, that it can create an element of health and wellness and fortitude within our vessel. We, we don't display that power because many of us don't know we have it. And we're living way be, be beneath uh, a health threshold and we don't have to do it. You you, you you honestly don't have to do it. I used to eat meat. OK, so I get it. All right. Yeah. Bacon tastes good. Great. But when you get to a certain level of consciousness and you understand certain things, and you begin to understand certain things. You begin to walk away from these sorts of behaviors. OK, I don't I'm going to get off track, so I'm going to leave that there. But that's what it made me think of. But I don't agree with the eating of the fish. Obviously, uh, being plant based, I don't agree with that. Uh, but everything else in this article I felt like was good information. Now, one last article. And again, all this is going to be posted over on our Facebook page. I'm going to do two things for you. Um, this one is entitled Six Proven Ways to Lower Your Resting Heart Rate. And this comes from the Hackensack Meridian Health.org. This is a health center. And these guys have done a few studies, uh, clinical uh, studies. And this is uh, uh, one of the uh, reports that came from a clinical study by Dr. Sarah uh, Timrapuri, T-I-M-M-A-P-U-R-I, where they are talking about normal resting heart rates and how to create the optimum performance uh, for heart rates. I'm just going to give them to you really briefly so I can get over to the WebMD one. So there are six. Number one, we've already talked about is they... Uh, well, exercise frequently. Number two is stay out of the heat. Uh, in the summertime, obviously, if you're outside a lot, the warmer you get, the faster your heart's gonna beat. This is because your heart is working quickly to pump blood to the surface of your skin. Why? It wants to produce sweat. Why? To keep your body cool. So that one's okay. Uh, again, they also say add more fish to your diet. Uh, similar to exercise and maintain a healthy diet uh, can be beneficial. According to a study by American Heart Association, uh, your heart rate can go down by incorporating more fish in your diet. If um, if you don't enjoy eating fish, if you're plant based like me, you can have uh, fish oil supplements. Which actually, I don't, I don't even do that. Uh, but there, here's here's what I'll say about that, and I'll put it to bed. It is a miscalculation and misinformation to assume that. You cannot get what you need from the earth for your body, which came from the earth. Many people will ask you as a plant based person. The first thing they ask is, where did you get your protein? And now I'm at the point of saying, if you can tell me what protein is, I'll answer that question because it's ludicrous. It's absolutely ludicrous there. You know why most people are vitamin D deficient? Most people. Let's walk through this. First of all, what is vitamin D? Where does it come from? You can get natural vitamin D from rays of the sun. Why are we deficient? We spend most of our time inside. Everybody that I know works inside for the most part. And even the ones that work outside, um, they're not outside very long, unless you're a construction worker or a, a, a landscape maintenance type person. We wear shoes. We walk on pavement. We have separated ourselves from the natural elements of the earth where enzymes and different things that the earth uh, automatically exudes. We can't uh, get it into our system because we're inside and we're on um, practically artificial surfaces most of the time. And we're in artificial air and we're in artificial light. Okay. That's why if you spend more time outside 30 minutes a day in the sun, if, if you did that, uh, you would increase your vitamin D without taking one single supplement. So there are natural remedies for every ailment. Well, let me take that back because I'm not a physician and I don't want to seem like um, because I'm sympathetic to people who are dealing with actual long term ailments and illnesses, particularly if their children are sick. So let me retract that. But when it comes to your eating habits and trying to get enough vitamins and supplements and things like that, you can uh, create a diet for yourself uh, from things that come from the earth that will suffice and actually be superior. Cleaner protein, cleaner vitamins, because you do know supplements don't completely absorb into your body. You may be getting 35 percent of that supplement. Anyway, let's move on. We talked about number four already, lessen your stress level. That was the meditation piece. Uh, number five, be mindful of your breathing. I uh, would that you guys go and check out our deep breathing series. And then number six, it sounds like this guy may have copied the, the uh, WebMD uh, article because it says get rid of the cigarettes. Or maybe that's just common sense. I'll let you decide. The last one I want to talk to you about came from Medium. And I really like this article, and this is kind of where I started off my discovery. Uh, but it talks about uh, ways to lower your heart, resting heart rate and increase your lifespan, because technically that's what you're doing. If you can enhance uh, the way that you breathe, which will lower your heart rate, which will keep your heart in better shape, you have a better chance of a longer lifespan, notwithstanding some sort of uh, external accident. So. Uh, Your heart rate, according to this article, is a bit like the speed of a car. And I like that analogy because I've used it before. And uh, what if you want to not to go fast, not too slow, not too erratic? Most of the time, your heart rhythm and pace are not the things that you tend to think about until they're, you know, loosey goosey. Um, your heart rate is important because the heart's function is very important. The heart circulates oxygen. This is the part that we forget about. We just think about it pumping blood, but it's circulating the oxygen within the blood, the nutrient rich blood throughout your body. Now, when it's working well, everything's working well. But when it's not working well, it is a problem. And if we don't fix it, it can become a huge problem. So let's jump down to the things they say you should do. Number one, high intensity exercise. We already talked about this. Uh, We're talking about getting your cardio, getting your cardio in, getting your steps in, doing your biking, doing your, you know, treadmill, whatever you do. But getting your heart rate up to a certain level and keeping it there for a while and then bringing it down. You want to exercise that muscle, get it strong so it knows that it can handle higher rates. Uh, Number two, which is different than the other article, this one says get more sleep, sleep. Deprivation is one of the biggest uh, contributors to higher rates of, um, you know, heart rates, blood pressure levels uh, also, and chronic inflammation. You got to get some sleep. I have this video that I'm going to post on our Facebook page uh, where this... um, holistic doctor talks about uh, rethinking sleep because we don't quite understand what sleep is sleep is a restoration process yes but it's a repairing process too it's where your body is getting rid of things that it doesn't need cells and different things like that so it can build new cells and i don't think we quite understand that i think we think we just go to sleep we get our bodies some rest so we can go again in tomorrow but we got to understand what's taking place uh when when we're asleep Um, Chronic sleep deprivation is linked to numerous heart problems, just so you know. This includes high blood pressure, of course, cholesterol, high high cholesterol, heart attacks or, you know, cardiac events. Obesity. Yes. Diabetes. Yes. And stroke. Yes. Uh, All right. So what are some of the ways that you can get more sleep? Number one, have a consistent bedtime and a wake up time. I'm on a clock. I don't care what I'm doing. My body knows at 10 o'clock, it's time to shut it down. My wife will tell you. Actually, it's 9.30. I'm already in the bed. I'm making my way to the bed. But 10 o'clock, 10.15 at the latest, my body's like, whatever it is you were doing, is going to have to wait till tomorrow because we're on such a schedule. I'm shutting it down. And my body just shuts it down. I've been doing this for a while. That's why I'm on autopilot. It's 5.30 in the morning. My body just wakes up. I don't need anybody's alarm clock. Your subconscious is so incredibly powerful. Tell yourself when you're going to go to sleep. Tell yourself when you're going to wake up. And guess what? You'll wake up then. You'll go to sleep then. Do it. Do this for yourself. Don't, don't believe what I'm telling you. Test it. Test it. Don't set your alarm clock. Do it on a Friday. So you're not late to work on money. You're freaking out. Do it on a Friday. It's Saturday morning. You say, OK, I'm going to test this. You sit beside your bed. Tell yourself three times. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. or whatever the time is. Just do it. Don't set the alarm clock. See what happens. See what happens. And if you can do that, imagine what else you can program your subconscious to do. Number two, avoid alcohol or caffeine late in the evenings. I've I've tricked myself with this. Drinking alcohol uh, later than 8 o'clock is not a good idea for me. Number one, I'm jumping up and going to the bathroom. But number two, it throws off your sleep cycle. It throws it off. It makes your, your sleep cycle do silly things. So you think that you're more tired than you actually are, but it's because you have this alcohol in your system and you start, you know, kind of going down. And then all of a sudden you get a burst of energy and then you're up at two or three o'clock in the morning. So no alcohol after a certain period. I call it seven o'clock. After dinner, if you're someone like me who likes a glass of wine at dinner, do that. And then let that digest, let that get out of your system before you actually go down for, for, for bed if it's two or three hours later. Next thing, stop using electronic devices. Oh, my Lord. I'm just going to pray your strength on this one because this is a tough one. Most people bring their devices to bed. I'm one of those people. And I've tried, tried, tried. Actually, I'm going to clean that up. Uh, I do have a 10 and 10 policy. So after 10 o'clock, devices are done. I do like to read at night, uh, but uh, devices are done. So mine is 10 o'clock. And to be honest with you, if I get close to the bed, the reason I have them is because I do my yoga and I do it online. Uh, but for the most part, I try not to check my phone. I don't check my phone anything after nine thirty, nine forty five. Create a sustainable routine. This is what we're talking about before bed. Create a sustainable routine. Something that works for you. Uh, the third one here says stay hydrated. Dehydration can cause your blood to retain more sodium. Okay. Dehydration can cause your blood to retain more sodium. And of course, this is going to increase the blood viscosity, the blood thickness, which means that your heart will work harder to push it through your system, through your blood vessels. Hence, higher heart rates, higher blood pressure, quite honestly. So make sure you drink enough water. According to this article, most people don't drink enough water. The U.S. National Academics of Science and Engineering and Medicine suggests that an adequate daily fluid intake is about 15.5 cups of water for men, 11.5 cups for women. All right. And number four, you want to follow a diet that works for you. We went into the diet piece and then number five, and I'm going to stress this again deep breathing and meditation. So lowering your heart rate and improving your physical health tenfold can be done using simple and subtle tweaks, as well as making tremendous changes to your lifestyle and your lifespan. So take what we've talked about today, guys, into consideration, into serious consideration, because this is the only vessel that we get. Okay. If I told you when you were born or when you got your driver's license, you better pick well because that Mercedes or that Ford or that whatever is going to be the only car you're ever going to be able to drive. I don't think you'd be taking the corners at 100 miles an hour knowing that this car is the only one I'm ever going to have. And if it goes off the rails, oh, well, that's it. Well. We treat our bodies like there's another one somewhere. When I see some people, God bless them, uh, with the smoking and, 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 and all this heavy, heavy eating of these processed foods, they're going around this corner more than 100 miles an hour. Um, I just think perhaps they don't know. OK, I get people to benefit of the doubt. Perhaps they don't know. Perhaps they don't know. And so that's why sharing podcasts like this to your friends, family, loved ones and associates can help them because this information is for all of us. None of us are perfect. I incorporated a lot of these practices into my life years ago. Why? Because I started not liking the way I looked, not liking the way I felt. I always felt and just dragging and not a whole lot of energy. And I said, something's wrong. So I started exercising and I said, wait, something's still wrong. Now I'm sore and tired. Now I'm sore and dragging. And it wasn't until I decided to look at what I was actually putting into my vessel. You can watch the Mercedes all day. I don't care what kind of rims you put on it. If you're putting the wrong gas into that car, it's not going to drive the way it's supposed to drive. So externally, yeah, I looked okay, but internally I wasn't great. Why? The stuff I was putting in my vessel. It matters and it should matter to you. So I hope you learned something today. I certainly did as I went through this. Please share it. As I said before, you got any questions, comments, um, go to our Facebook page. I love to know what you think about this particular podcast. This is going to fall again under our health and wellness series. And we're going to come back with more great information like this. And we thank you in advance for being here in another 48 hours when we have more great content. Guys, have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Talk to you soon. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones, and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering eBooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to explore more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.